This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim got a new puppy on the weekend, and you named the dog... Murphy. Yeah. Female Fox Red Lab. It's cute. You putting the picture up on the Taz and Jim Facebook? I did. I did. Shared it out from there, too. Um, is it the one of you almost naked? Holding well, I, just because you described it, I posted that one, but I posted, I posted three photos, one a close-up of her face and one with her kind of bonding with my other dog, Bruce, while he kind of looks on. I would describe his demeanor towards her as friendly slash indifferent. Like, he's not quite sure what to think, but they haven't been fighting or anything, but they haven't really been playing either. Oh my goodness, look at this one. What a cute dog, man. The one where it was Murphy's looking up at the camera here? Oh yeah, your, cla- your classic puss in boots looking up, you know, the big, with like a Hollywood the smile. Okay, there's Bruce and Murphy getting along pretty good, it looks like. Just the eyes, eh? Mm-hmm. So cool. And there's Jim in his underwear. It's <laughs> a bathing, a bathing suit. suit? <laughs> it looks like a pair of boxer shorts. What are you talking about? It just I should have put on the full screech powers over the shoulders singlet for you. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So what other names were on the list? Because we got a lot of suggestions on Friday when we found out you're getting a second dog. Yeah. Uh, did any any listener suggestions even crack the top 10? Well, honestly, I had to kind of pump the brakes because my girlfriend was coming up with so many names. Like, we'd whittle it down over the last couple months to three names. And then, like, every week, somehow the, the, the list would get back up to 50 names. And we'd have to cut it back down. And we'd stay with the same three ba- basics anyway. But the top 10 was Phoebe, Mabel, <laughs> Wendy, Shelly, Ducky, Bucky, Daisy, Murphy, and Goose. We're really leaning towards Bruce and Goose, but we just didn't fun. feel like it made sense. But Murphy it is, Murph Dog, Smurf, Murphalurf. The nicknames are rolling already, so it's been fun. And the dog is going to the bathroom outside. Any any big turds in the house yet? Sev- not in the house, but oh my God. It must be like when you first had kids, Taz, and you keep you put so much food into them. And then you're like, how do they eat this much food? And how does this much, like even more comes out somehow. I know. It's wild. More than Bruce. Eats more and eats more. I know. My my kid takes like full, it doesn't make sense to me because he's a lot smaller than an adult, yet his bowel movements are not a lot smaller than an adult. Yeah, right? (laughs) Mind blowing. And then it's like, you just clean one up and another one's coming. Well, we had listeners uh, a couple months ago give you some very solid advice. Maybe unplug the Roomba for a while until Murph is is pooping (laughs) exclusively outdoors Uh because the last thing you need is your robotic vacuum to run through a hot steaming pile (laughs) and then just smear it all over your your hardwood. Flood the ice (laughs) with the Zamboni. (laughs) The Zambrownie. (laughs) And now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, you peacock. It's time for sports. We are joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. What is going on with the Montreal Canadiens? They are dominating the Winnipeg Jets. 
catching everyone by surprise, most notably the uh, Winnipeg Jets. I mean, I thought Winnipeg would have put up more of a fight. I thought Winnipeg would have won this series, and uh, I seem to be uh, jinxing everyone left and right, so I don't know if uh, Habs fans <laughs> want me uh, talking about how great their team is playing right now, but they are doing everything right. Winnipeg is doing everything wrong. Winnipeg could sure use uh, Mark uh, Shifley, but what Winnipeg could really use was Pierre-Luc Dubois. He has been an absolute dud for them in the regular season and in the playoffs. 5-1 last night, Habs over the Jets. They now lead the series 3 to nothing. Like They've got some serious momentum. Do you, th- you think they have a chance against the American teams when they cross the border? I've said this twice now, but I don't. If you just look at how good Colorado is, like Tampa Bay is on an entirely different level. Most likely, I think based on the way the points went in the regular season, assuming Montreal comes out of this, and it's not a guarantee, but I think they're going to win, they would most likely play the winner of Colorado and Vegas. And that is just an exceptionally difficult uh, matchup for them. I think the cup runneth at that point, but... I thought they wouldn't be here to begin with. Avalanche, they lost to the Golden Knights, so that's a series now, too. It's tied 2-2. It's a shame it's in the second round because that's, I think, and it's proving to be so far one of the best series in the playoffs. But Colorado, Vegas, Tampa Bay, they are the three teams that would scare me the most if I were uh, an opposing team. And good news for the Habs. Uh, you're going to be able to cross the border if you're uh, the, the Canadian team that moves forward in the playoffs with no issues. The government gave the green light, right? Yeah, what's kind of funny about this is uh, the Canadian government has worked with the NHL to allow uh, teams to cross the border during the final two rounds of the playoffs if necessary. It's under the uh, national interest category of uh, decision-making for the federal government. So I just enjoy the fact that Hockey, and I'm not criticizing because I think they should have done this. Hockey falls under the national interest proviso for decision-making for the uh, federal government. I'm interested. Aren't you interested? I'm interested. It's just, you know, you know there's, <laughs> there's stock wood lumber, there's steel and aluminum, and then there's hockey. Corey says, just heard you guys talking sports with Devin Peacock. Are you going to talk about last night's boxing match, in quotes? That's right. Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul mm-hmm. got in the ring. I didn't watch it. Again, we were talking about this last week. Why was it on Sunday night? I don't think they got into the ring until like 11, 11.30 last night. There's no way I was staying. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline up to watch that garbage. Doesn't make sense to me, but I guess Logan Paul himself was saying because every great sporting event happens on a Sunday, referring to Super Bowl, Masters Sunday, I forget what else, but he's thinking that this athletic exhibition was on par with Super Bowl, so they better <laughs> put it on a Sunday. Did you watch it? Call us. If you uh, if you saw the fight last night, love to know what you, you thought. I did see that it went the distance. Yeah, shorter than I think an average boxing match. I think it usually goes 12 rounds. This was eight rounds, but it went full eight rounds. 
how did uh, how did Logan Paul look in there? I watched the YouTube highlights. There's a there's a compilation. Eh. I mean, he he looks. It's funny because he looks way bigger than Mayweather. It looks like a video game where you get the two different uh, weight classes going at each other. Like it, he looks like a foot taller. He's than pretty Mayweather. muscular. He's a big lad. Yeah, like his 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 back is shredded. Oh yeah, he's a he's a huge dude. Um, I was thinking maybe he might connect with a body shot that could hurt. You never know, but mm-hmm. like it just looked like a bunch of dancing around and. It didn't look like there was a lot of action. If you spent money to watch that last night, we want to know if you feel like you got your money's worth. Got a call here. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Yeah, we dropped the 50 bucks. And? I got to say, I thought Logan was going to get his knocked out, but he he held his own. I will say that. But isn't that lame? Like, could didn't it look like Floyd Mayweather could have taken him out if he wanted to at any minute? He might have. It was, the funny thing was Logan was, like, really gassed, and uh, Floyd would look like he was just, like, a walk in the park, like, hanging out. Would you pay 50 bucks to watch it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be regretting it when the cable bill shows up? You're like, what is it? Oh, no, yeah, I bordered no, that I, stupid fight. No, because it's on my buddy's cable bill, and I only paid 25 so. Oh, there you go. You split it. Yeah, but it was it was worthwhile. The, the biggest funny is if you saw that Jake Paul already tweeted that his brother won the fight. So, oh. but I will say Logan Paul was very gracious at the end of the fight, and he was uh, he was a gentleman at the end of the fight. The way he spoke, yeah, of course he was. He's getting paid a whole bunch of money. Floyd was gracious as well. Yeah, said that, pretty that, easy to pl- say please and thank you when you made twenty million dollars in two hours. Floyd said Logan Paul was better than he expected him to be. Huh. He lost. <laughs> Everybody just wants to see these guys get their butt kicked, and it hasn't happened. They're making money and getting complimented. Yeah. This sucks. I know. These Paul brothers, that's why people uh, pay 50 bucks. You want to see them get that smirk punched off their face, mm-hmm. but it's still there. You got to fight a guy with heavier hands. Mayweather, like, always, he's knocked at a few guys, but that's not his, uh, you know, what he's known for. So I want to see one of these guys fight, like, a heavyweight or somebody that weighs around the same as them. Somebody that has something to prove. Yeah, a guy on on his way up. I'm dead sexy. Look at my sexy body. and Jim, Dad Bod Pageant. We're gearing up for Mr. Dad Bod, our big pageant for Father's Day, giving away a Louisiana smoker from our friends at Beachcomber London. They do more than hot tubs there. And the entries are starting to roll in. There's now a gallery up of some of the Dad Bods that possibly could be competing in our virtual show on the 17th of June. Look at these guys. A couple of beauties here. You know they're fun guys when they enter as a tandem. They're a duo. <laughs> what? You got Josh and Gordon who want Whoa. to be Mr. Dad Bod. They're both wearing, looks like they're swim trunks, tossing back a cold one while sitting <laughs> on a child's swing set. Wow. Shirtless, yeah. The friend that Dad Bod's together stays together. Mm-hmm, forever. So many fishing trips in the future for these guys. <laughs> Scott F., Oh, boy. That's America's gut right there. That is America's gut. He's got his Captain America shirt pulled up, exposing, almost looks like the moon. (laughs) 
<laughs> just a giant sphere. Three-quarter eclipse. Yeah, nice white sphere there. Uh, Nick B. I like Nick B. Looks like he's the last one at the campfire Yeah, yeah. in this picture. And he's going to regret his decisions tomorrow morning. Big time. It's some late 70s, early 80s dad short shorts going on. Uh-huh. There's, holy cow. We almost need to blur that out. <laughs> I was thinking, I thought, man. There's a... I thought I saw a dangler. <laughs> Nick. Geez, we're not watching Basic Instinct here, dude. Cross your legs. <laughs> the bottom buttons of the shirt undone, too, just to let the uh, let the tummy breathe. Yeah, good mustache, too, man. This guy, this guy's a good entry. Could be a front runner. Uh, we are taking contestants. If you want to be part of this, you can send us your picture, tell us a bit about yourself, and then we could be having some fun and possibly giving you the duct tape sash. And naming you Mr. Dad Bod 2021. And now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio, our sports guy. And this is a great little piece of audio on a Monday. Off the face-off win, it's Paul along with Brown. And Anosiaiden, Nick Paul to Connor Brown. Sees a better cross. They score. Nick Paul, a golden goal. And Canada has won the gold medal at the World Hockey Championship. Yes, an IIHF gold for Canada, Dev. Pretty exciting. It's pretty great. I mean, given the way this uh, started for a team in Canada, starting 0-3 and, and then needing overtime just to get to the gold medal game and then overtime again to win it, they're like, the anti-Leafs, like there's one team here that had a uh, maple leaf on its uh, chest that uh, uh, just completely crashed and burned, and the other one that just uh, rose to the occasion. It's pretty cool to see. Well, it's good to see you're not hung up on the Leafs playoff run, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about it at all. He's so over it. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Another gold for Canada in hockey. We love it anytime that happens. Uh, let's talk about this young girl who was drafted in the uh, OHL Priority Draft. Taya Curry from uh, Park Hill, now a member of the uh, Sarnia Sting. Just a fantastic story, and uh, one of these stories that you kind of see right now that everything going on in the world, it's one of those good news stories that, that you love. Taking in the 14th round, uh, going to Sarnia. Sarnia was one of the teams that expressed an interest in hoping to draft her over the weekend, and that uh, happened on Saturday. It was great to see. What uh, do you think her career in the OHL will look like, Dev? This is un- uncharted waters. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, it sounds like she's going to be a part of the team for sure. I mean, she could say, you know what, it's great uh, for the OHL, but I'm going to go a different direction. From what I understand, I don't believe that to be the case. Her ultimate goal uh, is to play in the Olympics. I mean, if uh, the NHL were to happen, she would obviously not turn that down, but I don't think we need to get uh, too far ahead of ourselves here. The, she is going to be preparing to uh, participate in training camp for the OHL, so uh, we'll see what happens from there, and I don't think you need to look too far ahead of that. One heck of a hockey player. Great goalie. Congratulations. Thanks, Dev. The show The Voice, you're familiar with that one. The North American version we've seen with um, Adam Levine and Mm -hmm. Blake Shelton. They press the button, their chair spins around, and they they mentor these contestants and help them become super famous and rich. 
as you can tell, because we all know the winners' names who won the voice <laughs> in the past. I could name them all, but I'm, <laughs> we just don't have time. Well, over in Spain, they have the same uh, show, The Voice, Spanish version, and there's a little seven-year-old kid who is a contestant on this show, and he absolutely nails it. This is awesome. Spanish people sing phonetically. It sounds so good. Like that little kid, like obviously I'm guessing he doesn't speak English, but he's nailing it. Yeah, great enunciation. Yeah. Jesus Del Rio, seven years old, and he was, uh, he, all four judges wanted to to mentor this kid. Imagine getting him on tour with ACDC. It'd be like the <laughs> oldest and the youngest people ever. Instead, instead of Brian Johnson, they've got this seven-year-old kid singing. <laughs> yeah. Just on Brian's shoulders. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't pay to watch that. Uh, yeah, he's in his, in his backpack like Yoda <laughs> and Luke Skywalker. Sure, this is the way. <laughs> Brian Johnson's got him in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> the big controversy over the weekend, people debating online whether or not former president of the United States, Donald Trump, accidentally put his pants on backwards. <laughs> Before a press conference. Hey, were you not in on this? You, no. you didn't see these pictures, Jim? The video of Donald Trump no. possibly with his pants on backwards. They're dress pants, I'm assuming. Pair of slacks. Definitely looked a little poofy in the front. Um, <laughs> Where the butt goes. And and there was a, some creases kind of bunching up at the top of his legs that did look a lot like back of the pants creases. And huh, okay, I just pulled up the pic. Yeah, that is weird. And people were saying that there's no fly there as well. And, you know, the front of the pants always have a fly. Holy cow. It's just a smooth thing. Do you see a, do you see a zipper? That's do you definitely... See a fly? How? I don't see a fly. And I so I highly doubt this is some sort of new version of pants that comes flyless. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's a slick pair of pants out there that doesn't have a fly. It, they look like they're on backwards, 100%. <laughs> How have you? I remember in grade three, I dressed up. Remember the the rap group Crisscross? Crisscross will make you jump, jump, jump. I miss the bus. I miss the bus. I used to love those guys. I dressed up as them in grade three. I wore your them. pants backwards. I wore that, my jeans backwards. That was the style that Crisscross introduced. 
it was the most uncomfortable thing. I remember trying to sit down cross-legged during class, and it was impo- It was very hard to get on, but it was impossible to sit. So to to think that Donald Trump can wear his pants on backwards for longer than five minutes if he's sitting down and standing and up. And not realize it. Or maybe he real, but like they don't even work that way. Like they don't, don't even bend that way. There's a reason the back's the back. There's a reason the front's the front. <laughs> I think Trump needs to just put his gut over the belt, though. You know what I mean? It looks like he's putting the belt halfway up the. I think I think yeah. you got to put your stomach over your belt, not fill out the bottom crotch of your pants with your stomach. Just that's what I would do. You think he needs to? He needs to let his belly hang over his his belt. I think there's a choice every man comes to at a certain time in his life when he yeah. realizes, am I going to put belt the belt around the stomach? Yeah, or, or am I going to just suck it up, put the belt over the, put the belly over the belt over and just under. deal with it? Yeah. Uh, should I put my pants on frontwards or backwards? <laughs> <laughs> what looks the best? Led Zeppelin with the greatest guitar riff of all time. Are they worthy of that title? What do you think? Pretty good riff. It's amazing. Total Guitar and Guitar World magazine did a uh, poll, and this was chosen as number one greatest riff of all time. Who else came close, Jim? Um, we had in number five, "Ain't Talking About Love" uh, by Van Halen. Another classic intro. I love this this riff too. Is this the riff or is it the riff when it kicks into the song that they're talking about? Is that the riff or the opening riff? I what counts as the riff? I I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of good riffs in that song. Yeah. Just that epic. I don't know, something about that intro, just absolutely epic. Uh in fourth place. Now this one, I I gotta be honest, Taz, I hate this riff. Smoke on the Water, Deep Purple. I mean, it's I shouldn't say hate. It's a fine riff, but... Everyone can play it on guitar is the problem. It's always on this list of, like, top ten rock riffs of all time. It's a pretty big riff. As far as iconic, yeah, I, I get it. But, like, this reminds me, my brother learned guitar in the 90s. My mom said her brother, my Uncle Kevin, only learned one song when he was a kid, and it was this song on guitar. So she hated that my, my brother started learning it. But honestly, like... I think it deserves to be there. I think it should be usurped by Seven Nation Army, by the White Stripes. I wow. think it's taken over that simple riff. Yeah. It's like in Wayne's World, no stairway to heaven, right? <laughs> no smoke on the water at the guitar store. Not allowed to play that one. Number three? Is Number that where three, we are? Number three, we got, uh, oh, I love this one, Back in Black, ACDC. This is a good riff. I mean... So many great ACDC riffs. One of the most realistic things about the movie Iron Man was that Iron Man just loves cranking ACDC when he flies around in the suit. I think most people, <laughs> like if you True. had if you had a suit like that and you could fly around and shoot stuff yeah. out of your hands, like you would want ACDC most likely to be the soundtrack for at least your inaugural flight. Oh, if you think riding a Harley while listening to ACDC is cool, totally. try <laughs> shooting an evil spaceship down while listening to ACDC. Uh, Crazy Train, number three. Another classic, obviously. <laughs> Crazy Train's number two. We oh, number two, number sorry. Three. 
This is just like the whole intro, the the vocals, the all aboard, this sound, this whole yeah. intro is amazing. That's a good riff. I mean, talk about hockey locker room pump up jam. Perhaps the greatest of all time. Not according to Guitar World magazine. This is the greatest of all time. We'll post the uh, the full top 10 list on the Taz and Jim Facebook page and make some suggestions. What do you think is the greatest guitar riff of all time? Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.